you can replace your your um, your refrigerator you can replace uh, your cooktop your stove and those kind of things your right. dishwasher when they go on sale uh, but if the plumbing wasn't done properly if the electrical <laughs> <laughs> you know wiring uh, you know wasn't done properly it doesn't matter what uh, expensive equipment you put in there you're gonna have a problem so people get bogged down with Welcome to the Prince George's Daily. On this season, we will be taking a look at businesses and entrepreneurs in Prince George's County, getting insights into both the business process and the world of entrepreneurship. You will hear the stories shared by business owners and the entrepreneurs in the county, their challenges and their steps for success. Hello, Prince George's County. I'm Del Roden and today is January 3rd, 2020. In today's episode of the Prince George's Daily, I talk with Alfred Ajiwe about the home renovation industry. What can go right in renovation? What can go wrong? And how can it be fixed so that everyone is happy in the end? Find out right here on the Prince George's Daily. Check out that interview after the weather. In today's weather, we can expect a high temperature in the mid to upper 50s with the low tonight remaining right around 50 degrees. There is a 90% chance of rain. Tomorrow, there's a 50-50 chance of rain with temperatures jumping up to the balmy 67 degree area before dropping 30 degrees overnight into the mid 30s. Mid 40s for Sunday under sunny skies. Sunrise this morning was at 725 and sunset this afternoon will come just before 5 p.m. That's the weather for today, January 3rd, 2020. Stay with us after the interview for news with our own Lillian Torres. In today's news, Lillian Torres brings us three important stories for the new year. A dog nap puppy has found its way home, and park fees are taking a jump this year. Find out how this might affect you. But first, let's hear from our Prince Georgian of the day, Alfred Ajiwe. Correct. Why? Why did you start this company? Basically, perform services uh, that fall within our skill set. Uh, to help you know various uh, clients in this area, uh, primarily Prince George's County, in some of the travails and headaches that uh, you know most of them have related to construction contract. Fortunately, the business just happens to be one of those where you know I mean it's not different uh, from most other businesses, but this one in particular, you know, human beings can give you a million stories related to construction. <laughs> Whether yeah. it's new or renovation or God knows what, it's always something. Yeah, we just went through um, a renovation new build on the campus of Prince George's Community College where we designed, redesigned, and uh, built the Center for Performing Arts. Turner Construction was in charge of the, the whole project. There were several subcontractors, and many of them are still in the building three months after we opened. Wow. Finishing things up here and there and repairing things that didn't work exactly the way that we had wanted them to. It's been a journey. Yeah, and you can imagine... Uh, this is an institution, so it's not just a private homeowner, for instance, full-fledged, publicly funded institution, you know, pretty good pockets. And then you have Turner Construction, that's a major construction company that trades uh, New York Stock Exchange. You can imagine if you have those kind of issues, typical homeowner, small organizations that, are, that find themselves uh, mired in, you know, construction-related issues. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, if we just think about some of the issues that we've had at, at this building and then compare that to uh, someone who just has a, a five-bedroom house. Yep. 
and they're doing an, an addition to their their house. Yeah. And if things don't go exactly the way you want them to, those people can't come up with another hundred thousand dollars. Nope. Because the the contractor made a mistake. Yeah. And and they have you know limited uh, avenues to be able to seek redress. Right. What are you gonna do? You go get a lawyer. A lawyer may cost you more than what you plan to spend on the whole renovation to start with. So it's an industry that's fraught with uh, all kinds of issues. Things don't go well. But luckily, you know, things do go well in many instances. Well, let's talk about your business specifically when things go well, but have there been times when things went poorly? Yeah, I think in those cases where client has unrealistic expectations uh, in terms of what they signed for and what they then change their minds, you know, about in terms of what they're getting, you know, because we, we do a pretty good job of being transparent. You know, we pay close attention to, to the contract and we make sure that the contracts that we write, those contracts match the homeowner's uh, resources. That is very, very important. Uh, there's no point in trying to get a homeowner to think that, you know, they can have commercial scale kitchen on a budget or limited Right. Uh, resources. And after the project started, the homeowner suddenly discovered, you know, zero rate that can right. perform miracles. Yeah. And they think that's what they're going to get. And then you have to explain to them, no, frigid air is what your budget <laughs> says in the contract. Um, and if it's Canmore, it's Canmore that you're going to get, right. not, you know, all these fancy stuff that you suddenly saw. So if you tell me that I'm getting Frigidaire, Kenmore, and KitchenAid. I can't switch and say, I want Sub Zero, Wolf, and Mila. <laughs> exactly. It's 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 not gonna work. And sometimes, you know, some clients uh, a minute to come to reality and say, okay, this is what I signed for in the contract. This is what the budget the budget that I have is gonna afford me rather than what you saw uh, when you went to a fundraising event at some millionaire's right. uh, home and you saw all this fancy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, what area of um, of home repair do you focus on? What What is your, um, the narrow category of, yeah. of, of your business? We um, stay away from remodeling and getting mixed up with, with homeowners and and, and that kind of thing. And when we do that, it's usually uh, an homeowner that got into issues with other contractors. Uh, a good example was one that we did, uh, you know, Fort Washington. I don't know if you can even call it renovation because it was almost, the whole thing was, the, the whole house was totally redone. Uh, it was designed by an architect who also wanted to, to do the construction itself. Uh, unfortunately, what he designed, great design, wasn't something that he could, he could build um, because he didn't have the time to manage the project. He didn't have the time to pay attention to, uh, to the schedule, to the sequence of, of work and all kinds of stuff like that. So they ended up um, having it, uh, the county put a stop work order on the house. We were called in and we looked at the whole thing. Uh, the, the homeowner and the architect uh, parted company. Uh, luckily for her, she didn't have to go get a lawyer. It didn't become a legal issue because she already paid the architect for the design. And as for the construction work, the architect 
himself concluded that he just didn't have the time and it was in over his head. So we came all, we came in and uh, we saw um, all the violations that the county inspector had you know, on the property. And we practically had to redesign uh, the structural parts of the work in order for the county to allow the work to continue. So those are the kind of things that we usually get called into on the on the residential side. Uh, but most of our work um, is on the commercial side, you know, where, you know, hopefully, you know, all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed, and um, uh, the commercial realm of construction is a little bit different from the from the residential. So we, we do ground up, uh, you know, from foundation all the way to the roof, uh, where we cover all those trades that you mentioned, you know, whether it's HVAC, electrical, uh, concrete, uh, you know, roofing, that kind of thing. So as I understand it, um, OI would be a general contractor, and you would hire subcontractors for the other stuff, or you're yeah. doing everything in-house? No, we, we use subcontractors uh, for most of the trades, and um, and there are some trades where you know, we have um, in-house uh, team, but those kind of things are usually limited, and it depends on the season, you know, where we can put a crew together, because um, uh, the staff that we have and partners, uh, uh, you know, all of us came up in the industry actually doing things, uh, you know, with our hands. Uh, so. Uh, you know, if it's framing, uh, we we do limited framing, you know, with our own crew uh, because of our knowledge. But when it comes to, you know, things like HVAC, plumbing, electrical, we use licensed subcontractors. Tell me about the team. Um, the, the the team that we have who work on our projects. Well, the, the management team. You, you say that each of you um, came with your, your own hands-on specialty. Yeah. Um, tell me about that. Okay. Um, basically, there are three three or four uh, on the management side, uh, upper management side, uh, with myself. With me, uh, I'm an engineer by training. And then we've got uh, another gentleman on our team who actually grew up uh, doing framing, uh, uh, you know, uh, structural framing. Uh, and then we have uh, uh, another gentleman on our team, on our staff, who uh, was uh, on the mechanical side. Uh, he actually worked on the HVAC side. Uh, so that kind of helped uh, to be able to cover a good chunk of, yeah. you know, uh, of what our subcontractors will come in to do. Mm -hmm. uh, if it's a uh, if it's a manageable or limited framing work, you know, we usually will put a crew together uh, where we do that in-house. Um, and then on the mechanical side and HVAC and then MEP, mechanical and plumbing, <coughs> uh, uh, you know, our staff in-house usually will have a good grip of what those subs have to do. What percentage of your business would you say is residential versus commercial? Uh, right now, I'll say about uh, 
Probably, I would say about 60 40. 60% commercial? Yeah, 60% commercial. Yeah. Let me ask you these two questions. What has been your most challenging job that you've done as, as a company in the last 12 years? And what has been the most exciting or interesting that you've done in the last 12 years? You can take either one first. Yeah. Um, the you know the 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 most uh, fun will be uh, some of the affordable housing projects that we did uh, because those kind of projects you can see the immediate uh, benefits especially in this area where uh, you know the housing has become uh, a critical uh, issue um, so when we go into that kind of thing it, they usually take forever to be able to package you know put together and uh, get the financing in place and you know bring in partners and things like that uh, but when you finish it and people, tenants move in, and you can see that you have helped to increase the stock of affordable housing in that jurisdiction. That's that's quite satisfying. Um, these are people who end up paying maybe you know sixty uh, percent in terms of uh, monthly rent compared with uh, what they would have paid. Uh, if it were to be a market rate. Uh -huh. So uh, this particular project was in D.C., in Washington, D.C., you know, where a typical bedroom in that neighborhood will go for something like $2,100. And the people who moved into that workforce, um, uh, you know, apartment building, who end up for the same two bedrooms, you know, are paying like $1,500. Uh, you know, so that kind of thing is is uh, is quite appreciated by those who are able to qualify. You know, for those housing units, and these are people who work every day. You know, who make probably fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Uh, but with that kind of salary, if you want to live in DC today, uh, you'll be challenged to be able to afford, um, you know, a brand new two-bedroom uh, yeah. apartment. Yeah. Yeah, my son pays more than that for one bedroom. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> In the district, of yeah. course. But yeah. <clears throat> that's a lot. And I, I just had um, one of my coworkers was saying that it's difficult for him now to even find a one bedroom for under $1,200 a month yeah. anywhere in Prince George's County. Um, not, even, not even close to the metro or, or anything. It's just anywhere in the county that prices are going up dramatically. So a two-bedroom at $1,500 is, is actually amazing for a, a small family or someone just getting started. Yeah, yeah, inside uh, inside the city. And as you said, you know, in Prince George's County, uh, you know, it took a while um, for people to grasp the fact that the spillover effect into Prince George's County was only a matter of time. Uh, you know, as cost of housing uh, continued to escalate in D.C., People, people didn't quite uh, understand that 
eventually it's going to affect the county and now it's beginning to affect Prince George's County. Yeah. yeah. So what has been um, one of your most challenging or least fun jobs? Yeah, least fun will be, you know, where we were called in to help a typical homeowner and um, and uh, the homeowner developed unrealistic expectations <laughs> with respect <laughs> to what they're going to get. And then you know you have to open up the contract for them and be able to see that you know these things were clearly defined in the contract and unfortunately you know we've done the best we could to help you um, and the pro the, the equipment uh, and it's usually they usually revolve around the appliances right you know, uh, people don't realize that you need to pay more attention to other other fundamental things things that are fundamental to the function of your home. The appliances, you can always replace those. Right. Uh, you, you, you get the most use, and after the point, you know, you pay attention to sales that are going on in the, in the community. You can replace your, your, um, your refrigerator, you can replace uh, your cooktop, your stove and those kind of things, your right. dishwasher, when they go on sale. Uh, but if the plumbing wasn't done properly, if the electrical, <laughs> <laughs> you know, wiring, uh, you know, wasn't done properly, it doesn't matter what uh, expensive equipment you put in there, you're going to have a problem. So right. people get bogged down with, with those kind of things. And, um, you know, they, they tend to, to take a lot of, your your energy right uh, oh i see i can imagine i mean uh, i shop sales so yeah. when i bought my cooktop it was the clearance cooktop hmm. that had a few scratches on it and i had to replace some stuff but it works and it was really inexpensive yeah but i could not get my plumber to give me a sale price <laughs> <laughs> see <laughs> here's yeah. the price or here's the price yeah <laughs> and I they're mean, the exact same <laughs> exactly so when we tell the homeowner look we just gave you copper pipes everywhere because it will serve you a lot better um, over time than just flimsy pvc plastic pipes yeah they're all gonna get approved by the inspector but we know that you know, you appreciate what we're doing for you, you know, doing this high quality work behind the walls. You know, as for your appliances, this is what you, your your contract calls for. Right. Um, uh, believe me, camo is pretty good. You know, G is pretty good. Um, and you're gonna get many years out of it. And then after that, you can watch sales and go to Lowe's or Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, if I'm the homeowner, Mr. G-Way, I'm not happy because I'm looking at a, a Kenmore that's going to last 20 years. So in the next 20 years, I'll be looking for sales and looking for sales and looking. In 20 years, I can replace it. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what you can afford now. <laughs> you know, this, this is what you, you, you paid for. We discussed this before we, we came in. Uh, we worked things to, to fit within your budget. Um, and one thing we usually do is, uh, you know, nobody makes a home run on one single project. So we try to avoid uh, change orders on our projects. 
because it's nothing but trouble. Right. Uh, everybody thinks, you know, you're, you're trying to, to cheat them over change orders. So to be able to, to get in there, get the work done, get out, no change orders, no arguments, you know, over certain things, uh, that goes a long way <clears throat> in getting everybody uh, satisfied. What is a change order? Well, a change order is when, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you, you, you write a contract, you tell a homeowner, uh, you know, anyone on, on commercial uh, contracts, um, you know, we were talking about appliances with a homeowner. Uh, you know, a camera refrigerator with French doors costs this much. Uh, a GE costs that much. Uh, looking at your budget, this is what a GE will cost, uh, and and it's in it's it's a pretty good product. And then the homeowner decides, well, I want a camera after all. You know, I want Frigidaire after all. Uh, okay, well, that's a change. Now, this is what the addi additional cost is going to be. And it's very, very difficult, you know, for the homeowner or most clients to come to grips with, oh, really, it's going to cost me, you know, uh, $1,000 more or $500 more. Um, and then on the commercial side, you know, a client comes to you and this architect designed all this good stuff and then you tell them, well, uh, there are certain things that are not well defined. Either, uh, you know, you, you uh, the architect or the engineer selected some equipment uh, that just would not fit into the space. <clears throat> And the, either the architect didn't know that, the engineer didn't know that, but you as a construction person, you pointed out. Um, and unfortunately, maybe after the project has started that everybody finds out that the space that was designed for this equipment is just not going to work. So now you have to enlarge the space. Well, what you, what the, uh, what you have in your contract or what you estimated for that space it's now not going to cover the, uh, the, the expanded space that you have to build uh, for, the, for the equipment, uh, for, the, uh, for the clients. And certainly, that's, that's a change condition. And that change condition, uh, in most cases, means you know, more money. Right. And, and that's, that's where the budget comes into the, into the picture and negotiations and you know, uh, try to give somebody the where these projects, the owner could be a school, it could be the government, it could be a hospital. Um, they want to pay you uh, the same thing for uh, 5,000 square foot space that now they've got 7,500 square foot space that they have to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, from the homeowner's perspective, um, you said you don't want to talk money, so let's talk money. So what is an, an average renovation cost in, in a home? Let's say I want to renovate my entire basement, um, 1,500 square feet. What could I expect to spend on something like that? Well, 
Um, it it depends on what you what you want to do, and what the basement allows you to do. Uh, so there's really not uh, there's there's no uh, you know you you can't really say well I only want to spend twenty five dollars per square foot or I only want to spend $50 per square foot. It, it, working with a contractor uh, to be able to accommodate what you want to do within the amount of money that you want to, that you are able to spend for that person uh, to, you know, uh, to be able to be, to, to present a realistic scenario to the homeowner and for the homeowner to have uh, uh, a good understanding of what they're asking for. If you have a homeowner that says, well, I want to turn my basement into, you know, a one-bedroom apartment so I can rent it. Yes. Okay. That is great in a place like D.C. because the, the law allows you to do that. But then you have to work with a client who understands that, um, there are certain rules and regulations. There are certain codes in the city that you have to meet in order to, to do that kind of thing, where uh, the that basement now becomes an accessory uh, unit to the main house. And, and the code in DC says you have to separate the gas, you have to separate uh, the electrical meter um, from the main house. So. Uh, if you rent it to, you know, John Smith, John Smith can pay his or her own electrical bill and gas bill and will not have to get into a dispute with the landlord who lives upstairs. That's what the law says. Right. So if you have a homeowner who thinks, you know, he or she can just get um, somebody in the basement and bang it out and, and then move somebody in there no 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 that's not the way it works <laughs> we don't do that kind of that kind of thing because you need a certificate for occupancy which means you have to call and you have to call a city inspector to inspect the work before they're going to give you a certificate for occupancy and you have to be registered as an owner who is renting this space out and even you yourself your insurance company could be at risk if something if there is fire in that basement and nobody inspected the work. How is your tenant going to get out? Those kind of code issues, we try to explain it to, to a typical homeowner. That these are the steps you have to go through in order for you to be able to have a legal uh, space that you can rent. So the cost for that kind of thing is different from um, a homeowner who just wants to you know, build out the basement as a man cave. You know, so that's why I try to guide people away from saying, oh, yeah, it's going to cost you $50 uh, a square foot. I thought you said 25 earlier. I heard $25 <laughs> a square foot. <laughs> yeah, that too. If you want to build a man cave and, you know, just a bathroom and, you know, uh, open space where you can have a Super Bowl party. Yeah. You know, you don't have bedrooms and, you know, living room in that basement and all that. So it, it just depends on on the on the uh, on the program. It depends on what the homeowner wants to do in that basement, and then you know uh, we'll be able to come up with a price.
A puppy that was stolen at gunpoint Monday in Prince George's County, Maryland, has been recovered and is now safe, Prince George's County Police said Tuesday afternoon. The puppy, named Lobo, was spotted by someone Tuesday afternoon in D.C., police said. The harrowing ordeal started Monday afternoon when a dog's owner told police that he was walking Lobo in the area of Kent Village Drive and East Ridge Drive in Landover, Maryland, when a culpa drove up in a beat-up-looking Fort Crown, Victoria. The car pulled over just ahead, and a woman got out and started rummaging through the trunk, police said. When a dog owner walked past, the woman approached him at gunpoint and demanded Lobo, the owner told police. The victim told police he tried to wrestle the gun away from her when the man got out of the car. When the victim let go of the gun, he told police she pulled the trigger several times, but the gun wouldn't fire. She then scooped up the puppy and the couple sped away, police said. Earlier, police were looking for the suspect's car, which had Virginia tags. The suspects were considered armed and dangerous, police said at the time. In an update Tuesday afternoon, police said Lobo was reunited with his family. The pup was found alone in southeast D.C. The person who found Lobo said he recognized the dog from the local news coverage. Starting January 1st, 2020, some products will cost a little less in parts of our area, but some fees will cost more. In Virginia, the sales tax rate on essential personal hygiene items, including feminine hygiene products, will be reduced. When he signed the change into law in March, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam said, I am pleased to sign this common sense legislation that make these necessities more accessible and affordable. Also, on New Year's Day, entrance fees are going up at most national parks that charge them in our region. The cost of a park-specific annual pass will rise from 30 to 35 The per-vehicle fee will go from 15 to $20. And the cost per person increase from $7 to $10 at some parks. Fairfax County Police have released the identity of a Maryland man who died in a construction site accident in McLean on Monday morning. They say Nelson Aguilar Salamanca, 55, was working as a subcontractor at the site in the 1600 block of Capital One Drive when rebar that was being hoisted in the air by a crane fell and struck him. Aguilar Salamanca was taken to a local hospital where he died. No one else was injured in the accident. For the Prince George's Daily, I am Lillian Torres. This podcast is brought to you by Prince George's Community News and Prince George's Community College, celebrating over 60 years of offering the highest possible standards in college education for the county and the region. Visit us at pgcc.edu. The opinions expressed on the Prince George's Daily Podcast do not necessarily represent those of Prince George's Community College, its employees, or its affiliates. The producers of the Prince George's Daily Podcast are Heavenly B, Maud Desai, David Smalls, Joshua Boykin, Brian Green, and Chandra Durham, and is executively produced by Dale Roten. Tune in tomorrow as we continue our discussion on businesses in Prince George's County. This is the Prince George's Daily.